A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists presents, hypothetically speaking, a Marvel What If podcast. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. And before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about episode number six, what if Thor were an only child? Seven. We want to get, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Was. Go first off, oh, whatever. Go first off on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Marvelists. Go on individual social media platforms from ourselves. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. Also, I am on TikTok at Peter Melnick, but better. And you can find Eddie Wilson on social media. Yes. That was the drum roll. I thought that was the social media having a problem. Like the motor was. Yeah, motor, man. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Night Ranger guy. Hey, Eddie, you want to watch me on the hood of a car? Uh, no. It's only after you hit me with the car, Eddie. That's what happens. You got to just flip and flop. Like, ah. And then out come the handcuffs. And you, the oh, Miranda you're in, you're, Man, you are into some kinky stuff, Eddie. You, anyway. I don't know the man, I swear. <laughs> on Instagram, at Eddie9193. And on Facebook, Eddie Wilson, guy in the sunglasses, that is. Wow, Eddie, Facebook.com slash Eddie Wilson, guy with the sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> See, it's all I, that. And a bag of chips. And uh, my axe. It's a Lord of the Rings reference, ladies and gentlemen. Also, you can find us on a wide variety of streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, among many others, and they're all available for all iOS and Android devices. And if you're just with an iOS device, which is an Apple product, you can find us on the podcasting app in iTunes, and when you're on there, rate, review, and subscribe, five-star if you're ever so inclined, and yeah, broken ice cream machines, McDonald's, etc., also, some of our stuff is on YouTube. Be sure to find us on there. You'll just look for The Marvelists, and it's that little gray logo with the red Marvel block that hopefully we never get copyright infringement for, and all of that good stuff. But like I said, all of our stuff is on there where you can listen to episodes such as our interview with Mark Ruffalo from 2018, where I'm still coasting on that one. It's a good one. <laughs> also, you can find us on uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash The Marvelists. And for as little as $3 a month to as much as, well, you can be able... <laughs> That's right. The bill is how much? <laughs> Whoa. You can be able to support the show. And for $3, you get early access to episodes, usually 24 hours before they're released, as well as our undying love and gratitude. $5 gets you all of that from the $3 tier and the added bonus of being able to listen to two bonus shows. Hooray! One is monthly, one is bi-monthly. One is called Fantastic Voyage of the Monthly Show, where we talk about all 102 issues, plus annuals, plus crossovers, plus whatever our little hearts desire pertaining to Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's iconic, legendary, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four. And then we have the bi-monthly show where Eddie Wilson reads things he's never read before. It's called... You haven't read that? Yes, Eddie has never read certain books, but... 
that show is a way of rectifying that situation. Oof. The first <laughs> that first episode we are talking about Frank Miller's legendary Dark Knight Returns. We also have the episode where Eddie Wilson reads Alan Moore's and Dave Gibbons' legendary and iconic even 12-issue miniseries of Watchmen. And then in October, in honor of spooky season, I decided, you know what, we're going to amp this up because Eddie loves spooky stuff, plus also they're just short books. Eddie, mm. we are going to be doing... The Walking Dead and the limited series Marvel Zombies. From 2005. Also, go to BelowTheCollar.com, and if you have made it this far, you are in fact dad joke immune. So why not celebrate it by buying our dad joke immune t-shirt i was hoping you would do the thing where you talk at the same time as me and i was like man i was i gave you like two t-balls for that man yeah <sighs> also yeah they you, they you just look good in the shirt ladies and gentlemen you know maybe like cut the sleeves off and you're just like grr <laughs> look at my biceps grr grr yeah i'm not sure where to go with that who knows but you can also be able to so, Eddie, on this episode, we're talking about... <laughs> I just wanted to do that. It's episode seven. Yeah. The what Force if Thor, Awakens. Yes. What, what if Thor, not were, again, was oh. an only child? <laughs> Maybe in some other realm it can work, but... The grammar, you mean? On the Yeah. It's a singular person we're talking about, so it's not plural. So Maybe their pronouns are they and them, Eddie. Who knows? Well, on Asgard, it could be were. Because because they're all dead on Asgard, Eddie? Eddie. Well, too soon. Too soon is right. Too soon, Ami, Eddie. That's offensive. Too soon. Thor, who never learned to Forsooth. be a good hero, throws an out of control intergalactic party on Earth. And I'm just going to get this out of the way first and foremost. I have been thinking back on the last few episodes of What If, and I put up a tweet the other day, and I stand by this. I'll be completely honest. But I just wrote a tweet going, let's see. I wonder if the next episode of Marvel What If will be, what if more than half of these episodes didn't suck? And I'll be honest, every other episode of the seven-episode series thus far has sucked. The ones that I really enjoy are what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? What if Marvel Zombies? Which isn't even a, you know a question. And also this one. Then you have real stinkers like... What if Killmonger saved Tony Stank? Well, he'd be alive, wouldn't... Oh, wait, no, he then dies at the end because they, they really love killing Tony Stank off in these. Mm. What if every single one of the Avengers got snuffed? I don't know. But... Then you didn't like the first one? I thought it was... Oh, you remember, you were here for the episode, Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was okay. I'm going to go... We like to recap, rewind. Yeah, it was okay. It was a cap thing. But yeah. this one... This was the most cartoon-like of all of the episodes for a cartoon series, but I loved this episode, and it was literally making Thor into a bratty child whose mother and father are away for the weekend, so he has to throw a bitchin' party, and I really wanted there to be, like, music from, like, you know, maybe a 1980s teen comedy. Why not? Eddie, what would you put in there? Maybe I, Somebody's Baby by Jackson Brown. We oh, can do right, some Fast yeah. Times at Ridgemont High style. Yeah, that's exactly... No, I don't know if that's right. But no, I thought that, this could have been... That was in the soundtrack, Eddie. Yes, no, no, Ra I don't... Raven's raised on the radio as they're washing the car. No, no, no. I, I have a good source that can confirm Reinhold. that. The Honorable Judge I can confirm that. 
That is truly the song from the movie. I understand that. I got that part. That's a but great song. I don't know what else I would use is what I was trying to say. But what I'm trying Working to say the here now. Yeah, Loverboy, thank you. Oh, I don't I mean. This episode could be summarized. This is Thor, an only child, simply because Odin returned baby Loki to the Frost Giants. Okay, there's your shortest episode, and there you have it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could do it like Lord of the Rings style, where it's just like three movies of walking. But, but I think, if I'm not mistaken... <laughs> I don't think that anybody uh, in this episode dies. Well, I mean, Howard the Duck's liver probably died from all that drinking. can only speculate, but I, I think after I watched it, wait a minute, I don't think anybody, it was very upsetting that somebody didn't, as is common with what if, somebody dies. But not so much this case, if at all. It was funny because there's a lot of different things that I don't think many people noticed they snuck in, but one of the things the most for me was the reference to the song Closing Time at the very end of the episode. I don't know if you noticed that. No. Thor makes the comment of, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Uh, well, then, yeah. I, I would, got yeah. a real kick out of that. I'm like, I hear, heard it, and I'm just like, did I just hear that song? And I re- did the 10-second uh, rewind. I'm like, mm. Yeah. I understood that reference. Hooray. Hooray. And like I said, this was the most cartoonish of all of the episodes that we've gotten so far. And again, yes, I realize it is a cartoon show, ladies and gentlemen. But this episode was very much cartoony in the style of the gags in terms of the cut scene or the uh, cutaway gags and all that stuff. Just something very different about this. And I feel if you did not have... Thor Ragnarok as a movie where you implement the comedic elements thanks to Taika Waititi's writing and directing of the movie. If they did not have that movie, a pre-established movie utilizing Thor in a primarily comedic role, would this have been a jarring episode to see, like, Mm. why is he so funny? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I get it. And I really enjoyed that about this episode. I thought the, the gags were really sharp. They were really funny. The fact, you know, we see, uh, the marriage of Darcy the Duck and just really great stuff that otherwise you would not see. And I, by the way, I love how they did a cartoony gag, but it didn't become a cartoony gag in the sense of this. When we see the scene with Dr. Um, Dr. F- what's, what's her name? Natalie Portman's character? Jane Foster. Jane Fo- I was going to say Forrester, but Dr. Foster where she has the tattoo and so does Thor. Mm -hmm. I was expecting them to, you know, like the next time you see him with his arm, you don't see the tattoo. No, they kept that tattoo in every (laughs) single scene. I'm like, that is really, it's something that you wouldn't expect or notice. Am I right? Well, they wanted you to notice it. But when you watch cartoons and they do a gag like that, they tend to be like, eh, you, you won't pay attention to this. But then later on, I'm like, Oh shit! They really did keep that in there. I thought well, it's it's such a neat little gag. They wouldn't sustain the visual, eh? Is what you're saying? Yeah, because they they would show it to you just for that effect, that reaction, and then okay, we'll move on with the rest of it. Don't pay attention to the tattoo li- that's no longer there. I like that, and I also liked in this episode the element of using all of the intergalactic characters. Oh, good lord! Yes, exactly. Oh, and it was a who's who. I was Star Lord in there. I, I feel like he would have been, but I know I saw Mantis, I saw Drax, I saw Yondu, I saw Kraglin, I saw Howard Thuduk, of course. Rocket. 
Rocket Raccoon, the lovely little rabbit in the uh, sink, and all of these characters. Just Nebula. the Grandmaster making the cameo with the Scoot Scoot was one of the funniest bits, and some of these actors you have to have them any more. You're in here for about five seconds. That's it, tops. We can't bring you in any more for this. Because they will just keep going and going and going, much like my jokes on this show from time to time when I beat a dead horse. Like when Lizzo got thrown off the Hell in a Cell by The Undertaker at Armageddon 2000. Shout out to a friend where we made that joke over and over and over AEW uh, afterwards. But it's funny because, like, uh, Jeff Goldblum, he has some great lines, but it's quick, very quick. Well, a, lot of, there. a lot of people in this, not just Thor, had the funny going the funny lines i mean you know you get odin is reclined he goes into the odin sleep and thor's mom is out okay don't go crazy don't be having a party don't be carousing she tells her son yeah so thor sif the warriors three it's like party on midgard you know and in vegas of course and i love the utilization of the elvis pastor and everything just how the wedding gets done all that stuff and they bring in the Renfair element of huzzah I love, so many times. There was very much, a verily even, mm. a sense of nice pacing. And unfortunately, some of these episodes, they do this when we get to the part where the mother shows up. And I look at the time, and there's still another 10 minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't you end it now? Yeah. Like, you don't need, but I understood why they did it and the pacing of it all, which was fine afterwards, but I'm just like, I'm still looking at my watch. Like, why isn't this episode done yet? This is the perfect conclusion for the Contractual story. Contractual obligation. No, like, like, eh. But it was funny because also there was a line and the concept of, or the scene with Captain Marvel, you should smile more. Let me tell you, women love hearing that, by the way. <laughs> Fun fact, no, they don't. They no, really no, don't no, like no. that at all. So watching him get punched in the face was one of the most rewarding and funniest moments of the whole episode. And Captain Marvel, again, no pun intended, knocked it out of the park. Crazy slugfest with her and Thor. And it was a fun battle. Like, you have these things. You ha- And by the way, was that Loki's wish for Captain Marvel to show up and just wreck everything? I don't I know. I like to think so. I... You know, he is the god of mischief. Yeah, yeah. He's really tall. He sure is as a frost giant. And the reuniting of them after so long. And it feels so good. And Okay, sure. If you sing. And that's another song thingy too. But it sure is. How about all the characters that were trying to get into the room what, after uh the, the very, very hungover Jane and Thor. How about it? You have Frank Grillo's character and you have Maria Hill and you have Phil Colson all like, What's going on? Let's let's you know, it's Shield, come on, let us go. And again, the they did a lot of like Family Guy style cutaway gags, where it wasn't like a non sequitur kind of scene, but it was quick, fast cutaways, and then they would go right back to the main story, cut back to a little like, do you remember this? And then cut back to the main thing, cut back, cut back, but very sharp, and it wasn't distracting, which is very useful for the storytelling technique of what they're pulling off with this. And what I really liked was with that scene where we see. Nick Fury get decked and immediately thrown all the way across. Oh, yeah. And then you just hear the callback of, yeah, he uh, he still hasn't woken up yet. Yeah. It's great. It's 
just really funny stuff. Now, who was it that said it wasn't their first alien rodeo, I think, was the line? I don't know, but... I've that leads me to the beeper. I have told you about the rodeo thing for myself, right? Uh, I want to go to two rodeos in my life. Okay. So when I go to the second one, I can proudly proclaim that it is not my first rodeo. Yeah, that sounds good. You want to go to two rodeos it's with me, Eddie? It's almost like a Pee Wee Herman thing, for crying out loud. We can wear big cowboy hats. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to... See, I would love to see you with a cowboy hat, and I think you you would be the most entertaining person with a cowboy hat because you would go all out on that. You would have a spooky Halloween cowboy hat. Sure. Like pumpkins around the brim. What? Just little one, two, three, four, five. And like, wh- now which would you prefer for your spooky Halloween pumpkin or spooky Halloween cowboy hat? Would you have pumpkins or bats? Why not both? So an alternating pumpkin bat, pumpkin bat. And skull? See, uh, well, now you're just turning into mystique. Hey, more the merrier. Now, is it a blue hat or is it a black hat? You, oh. have, you have cats, but luckily they're black cats, so yes, the hair can are. be on there, and you really won't notice it because it's black hair. Uh, if I let the hat within the cat's reach, sure. Now, when the hat gets touched by the cat with the bat, that's that. Yeah, it's all... That's that of this joke, because it went on way, way too, too long. Way too long, exactly. So, it's a beeper. <laughs> Instead of a pager. And apparently, Darcy's dad has one. Who's He's, a podiatrist, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, wait, you guys are calling a podiatrist? You know, my wife saw that part of that episode, and she goes, what? <laughs> what did they say about a podiatrist? The jokes in this episode landed a lot. And that, again... I cannot get over how sharp and fast these jokes were. I thought they <laughs> they really did a good job of this episode. I, I cannot stress that enough because, like, every episode I've seen so far, for the most part, it's, like, very much, like, impress me. Because this stuff, you know, you want it to be good. Yeah. Because you're paying for this. Yes. And you're yeah. like, yeah, I want to watch this. And then when stuff like other episodes happen, you're like, oh. Why am I still watching this? And then the surprise ones of this one will come up. Like, I had a number of people say to me. Surprise? I got a surprise. They go, you got to watch this. No, the surprise for me is when we get Bifrost Loki, not because of the fact that, yeah, the Loki Frost Giants are very tall, but I'm just interjecting, and that's what I do. Did you boom? That's pretty stinky. But I didn't know that that was a term of stinkiness. You go boom, boom. You boomed. Eddie Wilson go boom, boom. Eddie made boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Eddie Wilson, no make boom boom. Now, I don't know if it was antagonizing, but Captain Marvel says to Thor, hey, White Snake. Uh, here I we just... go again <laughs> with the jokes of White Snake. See, I was going, here we go again. I'm my mi- own, but. Oh, well, I didn't quite Man, totally but... follow that one, but I don't mean you. I mean the show. I want to say on what if we had a White Snake conversation. It either was off mic or on one of our what ifs or on a fairly recent episode where we had a conversation about the here I go again on my own. Redo. Sure. Why not? So it's almost like these pre-made episodes somehow came into our conversations. Something's weird. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm doing like dramatic shifty eyes for this audio podcast. Well, hey, if I can move my arms around and bring a poster for a visual, then you can (laughs) do shifty eyes. That's very fair. You sure about that? No, not really. It's unbalanced, I think. But you know it is perfectly balanced, Eddie? Um, Thanos' plan. Thanos' plan. That's the end of that joke, which isn't really a joke. 
And uh, wing and a miss. I know. And then a new term that Thor gives to Mjolnir, hammering. I've always found that to be one of the coolest moves in Thor's arsenal. I'm actually I've been playing quite a bit lately the Thor game for the Nintendo DS from when the first Thor movie came out. Mm-hmm. And when you throw your hammer, it'll immediately come right back to you. So when you throw a hammer and you hit an opponent, it'll go further. And if an enemy, you know, maybe spawns in front of you, like just dis- like appears, it'll hit them as well in the way back to the return. And I love stuff like mm. that. They do it in the Avengers game as well. And it's just such a neat little battle technique for the character of Thor. The f- and he, the fact that he actually acknowledges it is a hammerang, that it'll come right back and attack somebody as well, that's such a cool idea. Like see, finally well, you've acknowledged it. Well, yeah, acknowledging it by saying that, I get yeah. that too. Because in previous movies with Thor in them, you would have the hammer being thrown and just knocking people out of its way, boom, boom, on the side, scattering, Lots going through. You, boom, boom. That's just, you know, like bowling pins almost, but in a straight line. Um, and, and and the whole thing of trying to either preserve but actually destroy um, Stonehenge as what kept- Oh, my God. that And I love, by the way, at the very end of this episode, everything getting fixed, and you see the Leaning Tower of Pisa getting fixed. Everything got fixed, even the stuff that wasn't caused by Thor. He's like, yeah, you know what? Let's fix this one in the meantime. <laughs> I Because, hey, you never know. She might be like, why did you? Forsooth, my son, even though that's probably not the usage of that term. Why did you do this? Ooh. Oh, wait, no, this, well, it's, well, this will be around Halloween. Anyway. Yeah, and even the uh, you know, far-fetchedness of Captain Marvel punching or being punched, rather, from France to the U.K., which precipitated the Stonehenge part of it. Um, it's the comic element just... and the cartoonish element that makes me love moments like that. Hey, I'm just going to punch them all the way into another country. By the way, again, the cartooniness of this episode, when we see France, and we're zoomed out all the way to see the country of France, I love that it has in big letters, France, like it's a cartoon. And I'm just like... <sighs> it's an easy read map. <laughs> I love that, and I like the idea. Like, could you imagine, like the um, you know, the intergalactic cosmic characters of Marvel? What country is that? France says it right there. That's <laughs> right. I love stuff like that. I love that they're. If they acknowledged it, broke the fourth wall, I would have loved seeing something like that. So yeah, but they just did it. Of course, they were in that those two countries. You saw France. You saw. United Kingdom. You saw Eddie's underpants. Yes. I knew that was coming. No, up. you no, you didn't. I did. I did. I don't know if I saw the way the Watcher got a little bit involved by him showing up and saying what they they lived happily ever after. Wait, what? Yeah. He kind of interjected a little bit there as well. Um. And the uh, the very I think ending was uh, the the army of robots, led by helmet up. The vision and Watcher saying, oh, "I spoke too soon." Yep. So we'll figure what's Vision's purpose role in here. He's the leader of the robot army. See, I love robots. Mm-hmm. That's the end of that story. Overall, this episode was a real fun one, and there's just something about what worked with this episode. The It was a cartoon that acknowledges it's a cartoon with the gags, with the situations, with everything involved, and it was, it was fun. 
and that's what these are supposed to be. A what if is supposed to be fun. Sometimes they can be very dour with nothing but endless death over and over and over. We've experienced oh, that. How Dr. many times Strange. on the show? Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Christine. Poor Christine. But I love stuff like that. I think the idea of getting that off the ground and making this acknowledge, hey, this is a cartoon. You're going to see a bunch of wacky stuff going on. But just trust us. We've got a really good story in mind for you this week. So yeah, overall, this one, honestly, gets a solid four and a half out of me. Like, that was a really fun one. Yeah, the kind of ironic somewhat thing was... This is not a date, Darcy saying to Howard, and, and they're getting let's see married. How it, let's see how it evolves. Yeah, let's see how it evolves. Boom, they're getting married. And I'll promise you man and wife. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait a minute. Duck and wife. Again, I'm I'm very much excited to see where we can go with these kind of what-ifs. And by the way, this was a what-if that ended, and we didn't get the sense of, wait, there's more? Why is there more? Why, why are we ending it so soon? Mm. We didn't get that. No. In no. fact, we got a moment where we're just like, oh, why isn't the episode over? I thought we were going to end now. We still got 10 minutes. Come on. I got I got kids. I got kids. You think so, huh? No. But the idea of just, you know, not like getting it done like that. I really enjoyed that. It, yeah. you, you encapsulate it. You want to make that ending final, you know? Well, sure. But not all things are final. All things must pass. George Harrison. Yes. That's the episode. It was enjoyable. Agreed. 100%. And I want moments like that. It's it's something. It, I had a conversation on Twitter with a buddy of mine, Joden, in regards to this episode. And he made the comment. Because when I, when I made my tweet initially about, you know, what if these episodes didn't suck? <laughs> he remarked with the following. And I am in agreement with him. They're not taking risks. And he, he said this about this one. What if Thor was the only child? Is such a tame concept. I would rather see a what if Tony Stark killed everyone from the Ten Rings. Killed like, everyone from the Ten Rings. Yeah. Hmm. But seeing something like that, like, I don't know what risks they can truly take with a what if. Like, what if... Let, let's go... I'm going to give you a character, and you think of a situation involving that character. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Thanos. Yeah. Create a situation involving Thanos, a what-if for yourself. Something you've always wondered. I'll give you I'll give some enhancements. Oh. Th- All right. I'm just thinking his relationship with death. What if they were compatible? What if yeah. she? What if she were appeased? I, l- I like that idea. Mm-hmm. 100%. I like stuff like that. I think, where could that go? What situations could we get with a death and Gamora? Gamora. You will. Somebody's got to clean it up. But Thank, um, thank you, daughter. <laughs> see, I go with a really dark joke. You go with, you know, thank you, daughter. But, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed this one. And was it a tame kind of episode? Sure. But it's a sense of brevity compared to all of the other episodes, which are primarily serious. Yeah. You know, in their execution. Zombies, of course, has those goofy elements, but whatever. But this is just like, hey, what if Thor didn't have responsibility? You know? What if he was irresponsible? Yeah, well... Because it, the biggest characteristic of Thor in the Marvel Universe, in the MCU at least, is a very responsible person for the most part. 
He always takes responsibility. He becomes a leader, even in moments when he doesn't need to become a leader, like with the Guardians. He literally takes over. Of course. Yeah. Of course. But I like that. I like the idea of just changing it up, putting it on its ear. Why not? So I think that's going to wrap this episode up for this week. So do I. We got a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, some stuff we can kind of say because the episodes have already been recorded, but over the next few weeks, we're going to be seeing interviews coming up with Ed Pisker of Cartoonist Kayfabe. We got some of the guys from Gwar on the show. What else do we got, Eddie? What else have we well, not two released? Relatively recent ones, so yeah. Hoche Anderson, who is going to be involved in the upcoming Marvel Comics miniseries, Luke Cage, City of Fire. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think of some other ones that we have in the can that I'm currently sitting on. But, yeah, we got some cool stuff coming, ladies and gentlemen, and we hope you are enjoying, hypothetically speaking. We still don't know what our, we're going to call our Hawkeye series, but... We'll get there. It's November yeah. 24th. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, for The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Excelsior. Before you end, let's. how about we do an Excelsi and then you go or? All by I'm, me? I'm, I'm just keeping this all in. See you next week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>